And if we're listening and God is going to speak to us this morning, are you ready to hear God's word? Father in heaven, speak, Lord, your people are listening. Fill this place with the good news of your, of your spirit, of your presence, of your, of your will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Starting today is a three-part series, maybe two, maybe four, but I think it's going to be a three-part series on the word shalom, which means peace. We have done a series on love, and the Greek word is? Agape. We've done a series on grace, and the Greek word is? Karis. And today we're doing a Hebrew word, which is shalom, but that word is quite familiar and has traveled into other languages, and it is quite a familiar concept as well. So you ask the question to start with, what is an accurate, proper, appropriate Christian greeting today? What is the correct Christian greeting today? And what you normally hear, especially here in North India, is praise the Lord. And I want to submit to you that praise the Lord is a command. It's a command. And you should not be going around telling people what to do. Okay? So when somebody calls me on the phone and says, Pastor, praise the Lord. I'm like, not now. Right now I want to talk to you. So I don't want to mock what has been happening. But it's actually praise the Lord in North India has been translated from Hindi. And the the most appropriate would be jealousy or whatever, right? But I don't want to go there. I want to go back to the text and say, what would be the appropriate Christian greeting and benediction when you're saying hello and when you're saying bye, right? When you're saying hello and when you're saying bye-bye. What is the correct Christian greeting? What should we... In, the, in, the, in Jesus' day, they had, known, they had something known as the shalom or shalom blessing. Shalom... Salam, salam. The shalom blessing back there in Israel was much more of a greeting. It was much more than a casual social greeting. It was a prayer. You're saying a prayer over the people that you are greeting, whether they're coming or whether they're going. As they come in, you're covering them. As they're going, you're covering them. It's a beautiful, beautiful concept. Shalom is much more than a social greeting. It is a prayer. It is a blessing. It is a deep desire and a benediction. It is a go with God. It's bogum. Go with God. Let the peace of God go with you. Let God go ahead of you. It is a word that is packed with the full blessing of God. It is a word that is packed with the full blessing of God. You're sending people charged up with God behind them, God in front of them, God for them. And we're going to look at that word and the richness of that word over the next few days. So I do want to talk about peace, shalom. I do want to talk about peace and the concept of peace, but also in terms of a greeting, I want us to become a community that speaks peace over those who are in our life, speaks peace over our enemies, speaks peace over our colleagues. And as you walk about, you become the emanator, you become the distributor of the peace of God because peace goes ahead of you because you speak peace and you bless with peace, etc., etc. right? So six things I want to cover with you over the next three Sundays. Number one, the peace that we have. <clears throat> because peace is not... Something you go after. Peace is given to you. So the peace we have, and the peace we have is a standing with God. 
It is a standing with God. Number two, the peace we speak. We speak peace over people. We speak shalom over people. Shalom alaikum, assalam alaikum. Whatever you, it, it's in different languages, but the concept came from here. Peace, the peace we present to people who don't have peace with God, who don't have peace with each other, don't have peace with themselves. The peace we extend, forgiveness and reconciliation, number four. Number five, the peace we broker when we bring two people together, two fighting parties together, and we say, come on guys, get it, kiss and make up, come on, let's do this. And number six, the peace we expect that God is going to bring about peace in this world. He's going to bring out peace in the coming kingdom. He's going to bring about peace in our future. The God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath his feet. Romans 0, 16, 0, 19. All right? So today let's just look at two. All right? I've already, we've taken a lot of time. So in a few minutes, let's just look at two. The peace we have. And you've got to start with that. The peace we have because peace is given peace is granted peace is not something you attain you can't go sit on the top of the mountain and get peace you get pieces but you can't get peace this peace has to come from somebody who owns peace who is the arbitrator of peace who is the uh, the the proprietor of peace peace is first and foremost your standing with god and i want to say that up front and end with the same concept you cannot have peace be at peace until you are granted peace. And you can't be granted peace until you are at peace with God. Because God is the God of peace. Okay? We're going to start with this and end with this. The God of peace gives the peace of God. And the peace with God. And the peace from God. Did you get those? And everybody wants the last one. We want peace from God. Peace from God. Everybody's looking for peace. Oh, wonderful. But it all goes back to peace with God. And without that hierarchy, without that process, without that, those things put in place, the possibility of any other peace is passing, short, temporal. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not like the world gives. Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be dismayed. My peace I leave with you. The peace we have is primarily, first and foremost, a standing with God. So the first thing you offer, you explain, you help people understand, is if you want peace, you've got to be right with God. How do we know that? Look at the scriptures, Romans chapter 5 verse 1 and 2. All of chapter 5 really is about this, but just 1 and 2 for our focus this morning. Therefore, wherefore, chapters 1, 2, 3 and 4. Therefore, since we have been justified, have been justified, how? We were justified by faith. Nice and loud, come on, work with me. We're justified by faith. What happens as a result of being justified by faith? God justifies us and we are justified by faith. But what is the result of being justified by faith? We have peace with God. It's not complete. Completed? Through the Lord Jesus. So by faith through Christ. By faith through Christ. Where does peace come from? Peace comes from a standing with God. 
when there is a certain standing with god when you're right with god when you're okay with god when you're when you're in fellowship with god when everything's okay with god that's when your faith through christ brings about the peace of god therefore we have peace with god peace with god is not how you feel about god peace with god is not the condition of your relationship peace with god is there is no conflict <coughs> that needs to be resolved there is no war and god has his face toward you you have his face toward god and that is the primary place where humanity needs to set peace and set themselves at peace religion is a attempt in that direction ideology is an attempt in that direction atheism is an attempt in that direction by dismissing god completely they have somehow thought that they have resolved that situation by faith through the lord jesus so who brings about the peace of god the lord jesus how does god jesus bring about the peace of god because the peace of god is the is the byproduct it's the end product right so how does jesus bring that peace with god how does he make us okay with god again how does jesus that guy who came in israel how does he bring about well he does it by justifying us well how does he justify it have you used word 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 software have you used word and they've got left and they've got right and they've got justify justify is when you meet edge to edge you are full you are complete and the thing about justification is that when god justifies you he doesn't take you and stretch you stretch your goodness to be enough he doesn't take you and say okay this much you did 35% jeremy good jeremy good job beta i'll fill out the 65% God doesn't do that he does not justify by filling out the rest that's called religion so what god does is he takes my 35% and he opens the dustbin and he puts it in the dustbin because my righteousness is like filthy rags in the light of god my righteousness is a joke in the light and goodness of god in the holiness of god so people think that all people are good yes <coughs> people think that in everyone there is some goodness yes but nobody is good enough either you have to be all good or not good at all so god dismisses your goodness completely hey that's not fair i've been such a good man that's not fair okay but it was not good enough so what god does is he takes your 35% or 25% or for some of you 95% he takes that and he trashes it it's called file 13 and whether my 25% or your 95% 95% both land up in file 13 and god then takes jesus who lived a perfect life and who is right with god and who took all our sin and put it on himself and he shot down the anger of god within 6 hours and poured out all his wrath against jesus on jesus that is basically god for god going head to head face to face with my sin and he who knew no sin became sin for us that we should become the righteousness of god it's not hindu muslim sikh isai no it's you jesus either your goodness or his goodness 
And only the goodness of Christ will going to get you into heaven. Only the goodness of Christ will get you right with God. God the Father. Only the goodness of God, of Christ is enough. Nobody else, nobody else's goodness is good enough. For we have all fallen short of the glory of God. No one is righteous. No, not one. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the gift of God, you don't earn a gift, you don't buy a gift. You tell somebody else to buy it. You don't earn a gift, you don't buy a gift. The gift of God is eternal life. So how does Jesus give us peace? He gives us peace by giving us a standing with God. How does he give us a right standing with God? By taking our sin onto himself, destroying it on the cross, going to the grave, rising up victorious, and his risenness or his being risen from the grave or coming back from, the, from, from death simply means that your sin was taken care of. It was paid for. It was covered. His blood was perfectly the perfect sacrifice to cover your sin. And now that he has covered your sin, he takes you and he introduces you to the father and the father asks how good is he as good as me how good is he as good as me where is his sin it's been covered where is his righteousness it's all of me all of me God gives you the righteousness of God and from margin to margin you walk into heaven as good as Jesus that's not fair that's not fair and grace isn't fair. Grace isn't fair. And that is the love of God. You can question the goodness of God, but you should also question the grace of God. You can accept the goodness of God, and you can accept the grace of God. Because you can never earn enough to be good enough. And you can never make it to heaven. And religion is a, is a, is, is, is a filler. Good works is a filler. Every possible human attempt is a filler. But the only one who can get you back to the Father is the one who came from the Father. And the one who came from the Father, who is right with the Father, becomes the advocate of the very work he did. And he takes you by the hand and he delivers you. How are you sure that you are going to heaven when you die? How are you sure that for the rest of eternity you are going to live with God and in peace with God and in the peace of God? That is by, by what it means to be at peace with God. How are you sure about that? Because Jesus came, Jesus died for my sin, Jesus paid for all my sin, Jesus took me by the hand, having risen from the dead, and he will lead me back to the Father, and he will introduce me to the Father. For I have come that they may know. I have come that they may know you. I have come that they may know you. Christ. Christ, Christianity, Christianism, Christ, Christ is about getting you right with God. Christianity is not about how you live on earth. Christianity is where you will live in heaven after you die. Christianity is about eternity. Christianity is about forgiveness. Christianity is about being right with the Father. Christianity is about the Father. Because Jesus said that the world may know that I love the Father. I do exactly as he says. This is all about the Father. The Father. The Father. The Father wants the Father. I do as the Father says. I don't do anything what the Father does. The Father. The Father. Glorify the Father. Father, as you were glorified as, with your glory as I was. I want to be back with you. Father, don't, don't, let, this, don't let, this cup, let this cup pass on me. I, I, I can't be separated. 
separate from you. Okay, Father, not my will, but your will be done. If it's for you, Father, anything, I will do it. For these people, I'll do it. I'll do it because you love them. I don't know why you love them, but I'll do it for you. And I did it for you. Now, Father, I want to come back. Can I come back? Please, can I come? I want to be with you. I don't want to be separate from you. And he says, don't worry. Let not your hearts be troubled. If I'm going, I'm coming back. And if I'm coming back, I'm coming back to take you to where I'm going. For that was the whole goal of the matter, that you may have peace with God. How does Jesus give you peace? Because peace is a standing with God. It is a right standing with God. Christianity is about your legal representation in heaven. Christianity is about your legal representation in heaven. It's not about good, bad, religious, this, what, falana, festivals, Christmas, cake, plum, drinking. No. Christianity, Jesus is all about getting you back to the God who loved you, made you, and wants you to be with him forever and ever and ever. 70, 80 years God has given you on this, on this earth. Not to find peace. Not to find peace. Peace came looking for you. God wants you to take as many years as it possible to have every chance possible to find yourself hearing the good news, the gospel. If you're here today, you're listening to the gospel. What is the gospel? That Jesus is alive. It's coming to love your sin is covered. Jesus is alive. Number two, you embrace him as your savior, the one who will take you back to the father. Number three, you receive from him total forgiveness. And number four, you start packing your bags. You start packing your bags because you're going to heaven. How do you know you're going to heaven? He says your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And you know what ink they use? They use the blood of Jesus. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. You cannot have peace without mediation. Somebody has to mediate. First of all, then I urge the supplications, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving to be made for all people, for kings, and for all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life. Peaceful and quiet life. Peaceful and quiet life. Godly and dignified in every way. This is good. And it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires for all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of good. Listen carefully. Underline. Highlight. Asterisks. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and man. The man, Christ, Jesus. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and man. The man, Christ, Jesus. A person, a person, a person. Not a religion, not a school of thought, not a culture, not a, a, a nation, not a geography, not a place, not a mountain, not an idol, not anything else but a person. The man, Christ Jesus. Why must he be a man? Because only a man dies. Why must he die? So that you don't have to die. Who gave himself as a ransom for all. That is the testimony given at the proper time. So Jesus made the way for you. Jesus has spoken your name in heaven. God knows you by name. Your file is in heaven. And you are written for eternity with him. Jesus made a way for our lives to once again come under God's rule and governance. Not just to be at peace with him. Not just to be at peace with him. But that God once again rules our life. The beauty is that God now once again rules our life.
God's rule needs to be restored in your life. You were born outside of God's rule, but it needs to be restored in your life by your choice and your submission. You may have been born a certain religion. You may have been born an atheist. You may have been born without the knowledge of God, but God is calling you. He's calling you saying, I've sent my son. He's taken care of business. He's now alive and he will bring you back to me. Go get them back. Go get them back. And Jesus says, as the father sent me, I am sending you. Go get them back. Only then can your life be everything God desired it to be. You want a full life? You want a deep life? You want a content life? You want a meaningful life? You want an overflowing life? You want a peaceful life? Yeah, all of that. But first you be right with God. First you be right with God. Why? Because the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not a matter of enjoyment and indulgence. The kingdom of God is a matter of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the Hebrew word shalom conveys feelings, intent, emotion. Shalom is more than simply peace. It is complete peace. It is being at peace with God, then at being at peace with myself because I'm not being at peace with God. And because I'm at peace with God and myself, I can be at peace with you. And because I have been forgiven, I can forgive. And because I can forgive, I can be at peace with people. Okay, go backwards. You can't be at peace with people if you can't forgive them. You can't forgive if you have not been forgiven. If you have not been forgiven, you can't be right with God. If you're not right with God, you have no peace, no short of peace, no peace. The peace we speak over people is the peace God has given to us. This is the righteousness, peace and joy we speak over people. If I've been right with God, I wish that you would be right with God. If I have God in my life, I wish that you have God in your life. If God is going ahead of me, I wish that for you. If God is, is providing for me, I wish that for you. Go with God. Go with God. May the peace of God cover you. The peace of God cover you. Shalom. Shalom Aleichem. Shalom. This is the righteousness. A blessing of fullness, of completeness. I wish you every... How can you wish everybody everything? How can you wish anybody everything unless you have it to give? Unless you have enjoyed it for yourself? How can you wish it for others? A rightness with God, with themselves and with others. That's what we wish them when we wish them peace. Joy, righteousness, peace in the Holy Ghost. And we dare, dare we think it's possible apart from God. So you start back to front. You say, first I want peace. God, you give me peace, then I'll come to you. You're not going to receive peace, have peace, be at peace if you're not at peace with the one who is peace. So you're going to ask how that works out. See, God is peace. God is peace. He makes peace. He is the primary peacemaker. And he grants peace. Say it with me. Number one, God is peace. Number two, he makes peace and number three he grants peace he is the one it was his idea you are looking for peace while peace came looking for you so there is the god of peace there is the peace of god there is the peace with god and there is the peace from god shanti this is what everybody wants this is what everybody wants. This is what everybody's looking for. From the Himalayas 
to the hashish. I just, I just tell you the way God gives it to me. <laughs> peace. I want peace. Oh yeah. Say it with me. The God of peace, the peace of God, peace with God, and the peace from God. You're looking for the last one. God came for the first one. And the first one gives you everything. Peace is not the absence of conflict. I repeat, peace is not the absence of conflict, but the presence of a person. So God gives you peace by giving you himself. You give peace to others by giving them yourself. Everyone is looking for peace while peace came looking for you. Romans 3 11, no one is righteous. No one is looking for God. No one is looking for God, but God is a person. Peace is a person. God is peace. And you cannot know peace until you know the God of peace. So when we greet people, we greet people with the peace of God, the same peace that was granted to us through Christ. We bless people with the peace that God has waiting for them when they get right with God. We bless people with the peace that God has waiting for them when they get right with God. Take a few seconds to be quiet in his presence. And what you have heard this morning is the gospel, the good news. That God is, a, Jesus is alive, which means your sin is paid for. And that he is willing to embrace you back. And in embracing you and you acknowledging him as your savior, he is willing to cover you with his forgiveness. That is, get you right with God. Justify you. And in justifying you, you have peace with God. Now once you have the peace with God, you have the peace of God, and you have peace from God, and you have peace with others. God is the one who gives you that peace. So maybe this morning you need to get right with God. Maybe you have never, and you were born a Christian, your grandmother was a Christian, I don't know, I don't care. But you have never gotten right with God. You have never embraced Jesus as your savior. Your grandmother may be going to heaven, but you are not. Because Jesus doesn't know you yet. And God wants you to come to Christ. Because God has given him authority to bring you back to him. He has the keys to the kingdom. He has the keys to, the, to restoring the rule of God in your heart. Maybe you need to get right with God. Maybe you need to receive from God the peace that is rightfully yours, but you have dismissed it by living in sin or by focusing on other things. What do you need to do in a response to this sermon? What is God asking you to change? What will you do in response to his word this morning? Just take a few seconds to be quiet and you pray and you do your business with God.